Welcome to the Crystal Clear Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. I'm usually joined by Weekly Standard founder and editor-at-large, Bill Crystal. But Bill is off on the other side of the planet today. He's in Japan, and uh, I hope enjoying some good sushi. But uh, the, the time zones being what they are, uh, we're inviting instead into the podcast room Weekly Standard White House correspondent, Michael Warren. Michael Warren, welcome to the Crystal Clear Podcast. Are you ready to replace Bill's trenchant observations with trenchant observations of your own? Absolutely not, but I will pretend to uh, to rise to that occasion. So let's, right. let's see if we can fool uh, the listeners, uh, uh, but uh, I don't think we will. But we're, we're going to try our hardest. So, you know, it's one thing for there to be sort of a car crash as a <laughs> metaphor for a, a political snafu or things going going bang in, in Washington. But uh, having grown up in Arizona, every now and then uh, on those big, long, straightaway highways between Phoenix and Tucson, there will come rolling a big dust storm <laughs> across the, the highway, and it will blur all vision, and you will get a 20-car pileup on the freeway. <laughs> that, that, to me, seems like Washington right now. The combination of dust storm bleariness about what's going on and 20 car pileup just 20 just 20 <laughs> uh no i think that's uh that is apt it's uh it's exactly what what is going on you sort of um start at sort of where normal washington might be right you've got a a difficult uh but not impossible tax bill that's still you know being um, hammered out now going to a conference wait, wait, wait. committee policy are we talking well, policy well, we're, we're, la- we're laying the we're laying the groundwork what might what might have been if if not for the <laughs> this the, is the when before up. the dust storm has come through, exactly this is the morning the straight commute. away highway nice and straight and clear exactly you've got that you've got um you know oh, hey a special election maybe that's not that crazy you've got uh, a president who's struggling but uh you know in his uh in his approval ratings um and you've got, you've got an economy that seems to be doing better than than had been hoped. That's right. You've got sort of, um, uh, yeah, a, a, a market that's that seems to be doing well. Unemployment is at the lowest it's ever been uh, in the last uh, 20 years, I think, or at least 17 years, I think was the, the statistic I heard. Uh, and uh, and uh, you have this sense that um, if that's all that we're going on, um, it may not be a... Um, it may not be, you know, the most uh, uh, quiet Washington's ever been, but it would be sort of normal and recognizable. And then you dump on top of all of that. Uh, where do we start? There's the uh, the Mueller investigation and the uh, related congressional investigations into Russian interference and the Trump uh, uh, campaign's potential involvement. You've got Roy Moore. That special election is not just a normal special election. You've got Roy Moore, the Republican uh, candidate who's been accused credibly of uh, of uh, sexual misconduct with minors on top of all the other crazy things that right he, he would be controversial merely on his um, c- constitutional uh, conceptions that's right the f- or the fact that he had uh, been removed from uh, the one of the, the highest judicial office in Alabama twice uh, in his career and then add all, on to that all of these accusations and the pushback uh, for on those accusations from not just more but a lot of uh, Republican or conservative types in the media, or kind of on the fringes of the political um, of the political world, uh, and then of course the pushback 
uh, from that uh, from Republicans in Washington, particularly Republican senators who don't want uh, Roy Moore there with them. And then you have a president who says, vote Roy Moore in all caps on Twitter. And then on top of that, you've got... Well, and, and, and then you get some of those same Republican senators saying, well, all right. Well, I guess we'll have to accept what the people uh, send us, uh, right, and, and sort of trying to reckon with what they're going to have to do if on December 12, Alabama does vote for Roy Moore. And then on top of all that, you have uh, the the sexual harassment revolution, um, if I can be a little dramatic about it, uh, that has you know taken over uh, in Hollywood, in sort of news media, uh, is of course inevitably, as it was inevitable that this would happen, has come to Washington and to Congress as well, and is sweeping people out of office, uh, you know, quicker and, than... And not just people, but some of the most prominent people in Washington, uh, prominent for his long, long, long tenure in civil rights pedigree, John Conyers Jr. Right. And then later this week, prominent for his clownish buffoonery, <laughs> if not anything else, Al Franken. Right. Uh, and then even add on top of that, so, sort of less prominent, but uh, certainly more, um, uh, not no, no less uh, sort of surprising or shocking, uh, uh, is uh, Trent Franks, the Republican fr- House member from Arizona, who in a sort of bizarre story, he claims um, uh, that that uh, uh, he's uh, there was an ethics committee investigation into, into him. He's now resigned. Uh, because he was discussing uh, fertility and surrogacy with two female staffers. Um, now, discussing, he, it seems unclear at this point whether he was discussing or whether he was saying, will you carry my baby? Yeah, but the fact that that's the, uh, the, the point of contention or the discrepancy or the what's unclear about the story is, uh, <laughs> I think, is remarkable. All I, all I can and will say about it is uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure... Uh, the discussion of surrogacy is the end of what Trent Franks mm, may may right. be involved with, uh, just based on, on on people that I people that I've talked to. But I can't say I really don't know much more about that. But I, I do think it. And look, there are others. Blake Farenthal, a Republican from from Texas, um, remains in the House of Representatives, and uh, he's been. Um, well, it's been revealed that he's paid out for sexual harassment uh, 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 claims, uh, uh, people in his office who have made those claims. So um, that one, that one storm of, has also come. Yeah, and one of the things that the Weekly Standard has editorialized about is the need for there to be full disclosure of any payouts that have been made with taxpayer money in settlements for sexual right. harassment. And, and I think that, I mean, it, it does have this weird... There is this weird question. I mean, you sort of say they're being paid with taxpayer money. Uh, well, who else should pay them? I mean, the, 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 if you think about what what's the company, uh, what's the office that uh, that they are making these claims against? It's really against uh, uh, you know a, a person representing uh, the United States Congress who is ultimately paid by us by taxpayer money. That I think the, the the question. This is what the editorial gets to is um, is is the uh, is the fact that this uh, was going on without, I would say, most of us knowing uh, right. that, I the, mean, that the with, fund with existed. A, with a company, when the company makes a payout, even if there is a non-disclosure agreement, the corporate board right. knows about the payout. Exactly. And who is the corporate board in a political set? That is the electorate. That's right. Uh, there, This is all complicated by the fact that 
sort of the way that Congress operates is you basically have 535 small businesses all crowded into uh, uh, onto Capitol Hill uh, where they operate with this weird sort of independence and lack of accountability. Um, and I think that's what what is uh, made this outrageous. I, 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 I said this uh, um, earlier this week on on TV, which is that um, the the change that we're that we're possibly seeing culturally about sexual harassment. And of course there are various degrees. There's your Harvey Weinstein, which is true, you know, predation um, and, 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 and lesser versions of that. Um, what I, I think what sort of sets apart the congressional question of this, what's happening in Washington about this um, is the fact that it, there, there is also this kind of undercurrent sense that, um, you know, these weren't, these weren't Hollywood moguls, um, who we have the right to sort of choose whether or not to go see their movies after we find out this terrible stuff about them. Um, these are people who should who are public servants and uh, and who spend their days deciding what you and I should do with our lives. That's that, that's absolutely right. And 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 I think that the lack of public trust um, that comes out of that comes out of this it really happens with with any scandal you find out about a, a member of the uh, of the federal government, uh, certainly elected officials. Um, I think that is something that certainly has not has not hit our leaders in Congress, that this is not simply a, a matter of, um, you know, sort of dealing with these bad actors in Congress. There's a bigger issue of public trust that um, I don't think uh, I don't think members of Congress in, in either party or in either house um, have, have have totally come to grips with. And on the question of trust, we have uh, President Trump's advocates do not trust the uh, investigation being led by Bob Mueller. Right. You know, it's kind of a shame that he pronounces his name Mueller, because if it were Mueller, we could <laughs> we could have a kind of Ferris Bueller moment. And yeah. Mueller. Yeah. Mueller. Mueller. Mueller Benstein. Uh, Mueller. Uh, yeah. But it is it is unfortunately Mueller. And it is um, uh, unfortunately the case that you're right. There are people there are advocates, uh, uh, people in the media, people um uh, you know, around the White House, uh, who I think have been making a conscious effort more so this week than ever that uh, uh, to say that the Mueller investigation um, is is essentially Ill- corrupt, illegitimate and illegitimate. Yes. And, and politically motivated. That's right. Um, now, I think that the Mueller investigation has some problems, um, but they stem less from Mueller himself and the special counsel's investigation. than um, the, the then the idea, again, we're going back to public trust. Um, uh, that that the FBI in particular, we have this uh, FBI agent Peter Stroke or Struck, I think it's pronounced, um, uh, who uh, was working on uh, was a lead investigator in both the Hillary Clinton email investigation and also uh, in the beginning before the special counsels um, uh, got involved and was created uh, uh, in the Russia investigation. Who uh, uh, in a sort of separate ind- uh, independent uh, inspector general. Uh, investigation of what was going on at the FBI. This agent was found to be in an having an affair with another FBI employee, and part of I, I guess discovery of that invest uh, the, the discovery part of that investigation found texts text messages between the two thousands apparently I don't know how you can send thousands of text messages um, that. Uh, had some kind of anti-Trump messages. And the guy was, uh, uh, this particular agent sort of made no bones about the fact that he was um, opposed to Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, and this has been used to suggest that the entire investigation is corrupt. It should be noted, of course, that 
when Bob Mueller supposedly found out about this, uh, that he removed Strzok from uh, the Mueller part of the uh, or the investigation, the Mueller's own investigation, he was reassigned to an HR job. Um, uh, but but it's it's it, I think it's the perception uh, is certainly there, and, and there are people um, on Trump's side who are taking advantage of that perception and and, and suggesting that Mueller himself. Uh, and the entire investigation is is corrupt and should be ended. And the cover of the Weekly Standard this week is a, a piece by Stuart Taylor Jr., a sort of eminent writer and lawyer, uh, asking the question, what happens if the Trump team pulls the trigger and tries to fire Bob Mueller? Yeah, I think that... Um, you want to talk about a, 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 a you're talking about a 20 car pile up with a uh, with a dust storm this would be like add I'm, some 18 wheelers exactly coming in and maybe a, maybe a small grade nuclear bomb and throw that in there <laughs> as well i think washington it, it would things would really explode um for several reasons one uh, is that of course um the the questions of the Mueller investigation um and, and, and the Trump um, involvement are have not been answered. And so uh, I think blowing it up would um, not satisfy those um, and, and shouldn't satisfy Americans who would like to know the truth, even if it doesn't end in, you know, uh, Donald Trump resigning from the presidency, as some of his you know staunchest opponents wish it would. Um, you know, there is an investigation that needs to be done, whether or not uh, somebody who is appointed to replace Mueller, if there is, if that is, that would be the plan, um, whether they would have um, the uh, confidence uh, of the of the American people that 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 this would, you know, that this was not a political. I mean, you want to talk about does Mueller have a stink of uh, of political bias to him? You think if 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 Donald Trump dismisses Mueller, uh, uh, and uh, you know through the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Uh, and then there's a new appointment. Uh, do you think there would be uh, a lot of confidence uh, in that new appointment? Uh, I, I doubt it. Um, and then it also, of course, redirects uh, the the investigation of Russian interference back to Congress. And members of Congress don't want that either, even though there are these investigations going on. In many ways, the, uh, even Republicans in Congress, uh, the, the special counsel is useful um, because it, it sort of sloughs off the, uh, uh, the uh, burden of having to come to uh, conclusion about these questions uh, to somebody else, um, and and if there's one thing we know about members of Congress, it's they don't like the responsibility to fall to them. Um, I think that would be, I think it would be uh, politically very problematic for for the president to do that, but that doesn't mean he's not going to. Michael Warren pinch hitting for Bill Crystal on the Crystal Clear podcast. How did I do? Was I I, I couldn't I did I don't sound like him, but. You know, not bad given the dusty conditions here, <laughs> the dust storm. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Eric. Support for the Crystal Clear podcast comes from The Great Courses Plus. Many of us have been concerned recently about threats to cybersecurity. It's a subject we all want to understand better. I've been watching a course from The Great Courses Plus that does a great job of exploring this. Thinking about cybersecurity, from cybercrime to cyber warfare. In this course, you'll learn from cybersecurity expert Paul Rosenzweig as he examines big data, digital espionage, and the tools we can use to protect ourselves from cybercrime. You'll get practical tips on how to reduce your own risk of danger online in your professional and personal life. You'll find out how to choose the most effective passwords, 
how to set up the most effective personal computer security systems, how to encrypt and erase personal data and documents, and much more. There's so much to discover on The Great Courses Plus. You get unlimited access to learn about anything that interests you, from award-winning professors, thousands of lectures on topics like world history, science, even photography or chess. And with The Great Courses Plus, you can learn entirely on your own schedule. Watch video or stream audio to enjoy the lectures wherever you are. I know you're going to love The Great Courses Plus as much as I do. And right now, they're offering weekly standard listeners a free month of unlimited access to all of their courses. But you need to sign up through our special URL, thegreatcoursesplus.com standard. Start your free month today. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com standard. That's it for this week's Crystal Clear Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.